It's episode 994, and it's the Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From San Diego, California, it's Gabrielle Griffin. Hey, guys. And joining us in a few moments <laughs> will be Jamie Ivey. She's going to pop on here in a couple of minutes. She's running late. She got the recording time wrong in her head. She got her time zones confused, Jesse. I know, but that's my fault because I I've been I've been you know asking everyone to move schedule stuff around for me this week. Had a very busy week, just on a lot of fronts. My family's traveling, been you know handling stuff with that. You know, a lot of a lot of stuff happening here and there. Well, I got a haircut. I was going to say, can we please talk about the elephant in the room? This is an audio medium, so we need to paint yes. a picture for the listener. Yeah, Jesse looks like he's six years old. I got my haircut <laughs> last last night. It was getting a little. It was getting a little shaggy. You it look looks like great. You look it like you're about great. to pose for a first day of school photo with your little <laughs> backpack. It's funny you say that. It's funny you say that because my son is preparing to go back to school. And He's right. in, he's gonna be going to fourth grade, and yeah. so he, I, you know, I, you guys have hung around <laughs> with him. He's he usually has this long shaggy hair and wears baseball caps like every yeah. day. That's just his yeah. deal. Well, we were like, hey man, you're going back to school. You got to get a proper haircut, okay? So my wife takes him to like this barber shop, and you know. He comes home and he looks great. You know, the barber literally was so proud of this haircut that he was taking pictures and texting, you know, you know, I was impressed. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to that guy and get my haircut. And so I went. You're like, uh, give me the six year old special because I want to look just like my little son. I I came in and you could tell this is a guy who takes the job very seriously. Like, you know, he looks sharp. Right. Like he definitely looked like someone who this was his life plan from the beginning. But really, <laughs> like you could tell, like when, you know, when you're scrolling Instagram and one of those or TikTok or whatever, and there's one of those videos of like uh, a barber who's who's kind of dancing around doing the job, he's slapping. And, you know, you guys know the videos I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. I get sucked into those. You're basically talking salt bay for hair is what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. but you, you have been inundated with those videos from time to time where it's sure. some hipstery barber and, he, and, and it, yeah, he's salt bay in somebody's head. We've <laughs> it, This is not a foreign thing that's just showed up in my algorithm, right? No. I mean, it showed up in mine, but I feel like it's it's it might be a little bit more specific to you. Yeah, way, can, can, I, can I be honest? I've never seen that in my algorithm. So just FYI, you're being targeted yeah. by okay. big hair. Listeners know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I think that's so a I regional get, Virginia Beach algorithm. Yeah, no, no, they're all like in LA. It appears they're all like all these. I'm I don't gonna, know. I'm an I'm an hour from LA, and I I, I haven't seen any of that. I do get right. sucked into hair videos, but but not okay. that. Well, either, we people know what I'm talking about. I knew it was a red flag because the guy had in a little like one of those little dog carriers, like a little cute bulldog puppy. I kind of feel that's a red flag. Why are you bringing that to work? Okay, why are you bringing? Why not? Yeah, because what's it? Hold on, what's it gonna do? It's gonna get all the people's hair all over it. That's disgusting. There's no need to have. There's no need to have a bulldog. 
in a workplace. Okay. I don't know. It's an enjoyable experience for people coming to get their hair cut. There's in a, a barber shop. Where does all the little hair clippings and dandruff yeah. and dander go down to the floor where the dog is? That's disgusting. Yeah. No. I have infamous to sniffer. Yeah, that's yucky. Infamously an animal that likes to sniff. So anyway, I'm in the chair and he he asked for what I want, and I, I you know give him basic instructions. Be, okay, here's what I need. Okay, imagine I'm going into second grade, and Sorry. my mommy wants to take a picture <laughs> of me to look like a nice young man. I need that haircut. Go. That's what you precisely. told precisely. Precisely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as soon as he starts going here, chair starts spinning a little. Okay, like he's using his feet, kind of kicking, rocking it back and forth. It's like his hands are staying still with like little razors and clippers in them, but the chair is doing the work, not his hands, and it's making me extremely nervous. He's spinning, he's moving, moving my head kind of violently, but it was almost like this weird dance. I felt like. It was like, am I being filmed? Is this for a video? <laughs> and he's kind of like, pop. like his scissor moves are very herky jerky. And, and Cameron, the soft bay thing is very accurate there because he's like dramatically, like when he does like a, a, a snip with the scissors, they kind of flip out and then the chair turns <laughs> and he does another one. Okay. There's an started, art. He started shaving my neck at the back of my neck at one point and I got legitimately concerned. What if he pulls one of these chair spins and the blade's not pulled away? Like it was, it was a terrifying experience. And when you're in the haircut chair, I don't know about you guys, you got the gown on. It's very undignified. Okay. I'm always kind of hot in there and I just want it to be over. (laughs) I actually do agree with this. (laughs) You're a second grader. You're fidgety. Mommy, I'm hot. Do you like it, Cameron? Do you like that experience? I go to a very very nice, you have another human. Salon. Your head. Yeah, the salon you go experience. to, they're amazing. Yeah, they give you coffee experience. and tea and water. I and- literally had a haircut yesterday. I had a haircut yesterday. Thought it was a lovely experience. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I felt like I was in a roller coaster ride. I wasn't I, sweaty um, at any point. I didn't get scared at any story. point. <laughs> moral of the story avoid hipster. <laughs> Uh, uh, barbers go old school to some guy that does not have time for those shenanigans you know someone that just has like like an old man who has like giant kitchen scissors that get you in and out in about 10 minutes that's who you want to go to not these hipsteries because someone's going to get sliced that's what I'm saying I don't like where this trend is going yeah well you well you look lovely uh, send us yeah. the, the, the photo that you you know send on put on Instagram I hope you have a good first day at school buddy <laughs> No, it's gonna it's gonna be delightful because I don't have a slit throat. <laughs> My jugular's still intact. Thanks. We have a we have a great show in store for you. Uh, it'll be even better when Jamie joins us, but it's gonna be good nonetheless. Uh, coming up, we talked to Tadashi, one of our favorite rappers. Um, also, we have your feedback at the end of the show. But stay tuned. Right now, it's relevant buzz. Listening to Broken Bells, the song is Saturdays. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking. 
uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for Relevant Buzz. Please welcome to the show, Relevant Editor, Downtown Emily Brown. I don't even know where you are. Are you in Houston? No, Dallas. I'm still in Dallas or Fort Dallas. Worth. Sorry, Fort Worth. Fort That's Worth. That's an important you distinction. Go. You just Texans. kind of move around Texas now. It's not, you, know, yes. you were global and then, and then you were national. Now you're mm-hmm. just regionally couch hopping. Yeah, it's getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, so. your circle is getting close. Yeah, it's yeah. getting Maybe smaller. Maybe one of these days I'll pick a permanent spot. Who knows? We'll figure it out. You think, it, you think in Dallas? Is that on the horizon? No. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> much to my family's like sadness. A, so that it's was just enough. a hypothetical. That wasn't like a tease. That was like maybe one day. Not like I, I mean, I w- I will eventually find a permanent spot, but I will tell you right now, it is not going to be Dallas. So hey, hmm. before we get going with relevant buzz, please welcome to the show, podcaster, author, speaker, Jamie Ivy. She just got here. Hey, Jamie. Hey guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hi, thanks for letting me join you a little bit late. Hey, it's not, I, I've already taken responsibility for oh, you did? this whole Why? mess. The whole mess we find. I was the one who asked us to change times this week. So okay, it is, is your true. fault. I give it to you. Yeah, well, he, Jamie, you can clearly tell why he couldn't record yesterday at our normal time slot. He had pre-scheduled a haircut. Oh. And <laughs> look, at, look at it. Doesn't he look like he's ready for the first day of school? Doesn't he look great? Your hair does look nice, Jesse. Thank you. <laughs> Jamie, clear something up for us because uh, everyone on this podcast has been making me look foolish. Now, <laughs> when you scroll Instagram or TikTok or, or whatever video service that you use with some regularity, have you ever, has the algorithm ever decided to serve you hipster barber videos where these guys are like dancing around and snipping and there's music playing and they're slapping? and necks and throwing baby powder. Have you gotten these before, Jamie? Uh, you know, actually, no, I never have. I'm going to be real honest with you. But my phone <laughs> is sitting right next to me. I'm pretty certain when it hears this conversation that it I will should. now be seeing them all over Instagram. Just wait. Yeah. Every listener is going to hear them Every now. listener now. You look nice, though, Jesse. Thank you. And the moral of the story is if, if you enter one, a barber shop and you see one of these folks who, who are dancing and snipping and spinning <laughs> and they got, a, they got a cute puppy with them and they look, you know, <laughs> it's a red flag and you're taking your life in your hands because the blades are not meant to be, uh, you know, this is like an Edward Scissorhands situation. It's going to end poorly for someone. That's moral of the story. But Are what you're saying is you don't like your haircut? No, I like the haircut. No, he I like it. the experience. He was oh, me in the, the chair, dancing oh. around and snipping like we were perform, <laughs> like it was like this performance. You I know? love experiences. That's not what, that's not what mm-hmm. I came for. Okay, I love experiences. I, I, I don't, I'm just not like I have eye protection either. Okay, if he's doing the bangs or the sideburns and does a spin, that blade is millimeters from your eyeball. Okay, much less. Yeah. Look, look, the face is the money maker. Okay, I can't afford <laughs> the blades recklessly. Did you not have your glasses on? 
Oh, you, you have to take those off for a haircut for sure. Yeah, and these are yeah. these are just, I only use these when I record. These are just screen glasses for blue light protection. Uh, they just make you look really smart. Yeah. I didn't know I yeah. need safety goggles. So yeah. <laughs> Again, he looks great for his first day of school. All right, what do we have for Relevant Buzz? What's going on this week, Emily? All right, so to get started, um, there was something that uh, we thought was really interesting on the site this week. Just out of curiosity, has anyone seen the latest Jurassic World movie? I feel like no. I haven't, no. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't well, seen it yet either. I to be honest, I don't know anybody that has. Yeah, did it not do well? Because none of us <laughs> yeah. have seen it. Uh, let me say this. I'm not sure. Because I can be honest, all the Jurassic, <laughs> the most recent Jurassic movies all kind of blur together for me. It's like, I may have, is that the one where That's they invented true. the dinosaur in the lab and it got out or something and there's motorcycles? Yeah. I, isn't that kind of all of them now? So Aren't Chris Pat on just... a motorcycle, Bryce Howard. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I, I'm yeah. Sure. You've seen one, you've seen them all. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, in case you didn't know, there was another one that came out this year. Um, in case, you know, you just weren't aware. But um, so because of that, the cast has been, you know, doing interviews and stuff. And Bryce Hollis Howard had a really interesting interview recently where back in 2019, it was reported that she took home about $2 million less than her co-star Chris Pratt did at the time. But now in this new interview, she reveals it was actually a lot more than $2 million, which is just interesting because her dad is huge and she is a phenomenal actress. She's co-starring right alongside Chris Pratt and yet she's making less money. But in this most recent one, Chris Pratt kind of helped to make sure that she was paid the same amount she was and that he mm-hmm. was able to help bring up her money or bring up her take home pay and stuff which is just a great thing for Chris Pratt to do because he did not have to do that he's under no obligation to do that but it is a really good reminder that you know really at all levels there is this equity gap and women um, typically do get underpaid and sometimes that means that other people in their life need to step up and help make sure that you know we reach the equity pay and stuff but did, did the studio address this at all like did they give a justification like he's more marketable so he costs more or something like that. Did they explain why there was a pay gap or? From what I've seen, they have just remained really tight-lipped about it. They didn't want to explain what was going on. But it is just shocking because like I said, they're co-stars. They're both on the poster. They're both running through the forest, running away from these dinosaurs. She's doing it in heels. I'll be honest. I think she should have gotten paid a little more for that. Hazard pay for those -hmm. those calves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And and, it, and it's like to Cameron, to your point, like the studio addressing it, some of it is the, you know, there's these behind the scenes complexities with agents and representation and negotiations and contracts and stuff. But, you know, what, what Pratt did was find a way, you know, from what I've read kind of around that by making sure that she could be compensated, even if it wasn't directly from the the studio and kind of a one-to-one payment, but to make sure she would get more on like video game royalty type of stuff and amusement park things, because it did take kind of working around the traditional system to find a way to make that pay uh, equity, you know, available. Wow. Interesting. So, (laughs) so, so Pratt fighting the bad press, doing good stuff. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. But, awesome. but 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 ironically, that was way before he got, you know, kind of the quote unquote bad press like that. That yeah. was and it was done privately. Like the only reason people even know about because like Cause I don't necessarily it. think it was done for pre our reasons. I think it, it, it you know, it, it seems to be something that if it, if it if she hadn't talked about it, you know, a while after the fact. 
you know, that, that might have been known publicly. Um, right. But like you said, Emily, it does show kind of the, the links that goes sometimes for, Crazy. for, for that equity to be achieved. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. What else you got? Um, another st- sort of celebrity related news. So Tom Holland, Spider-Man, uh, he has decided to take a break from social media. He's the little one, right? Which one's yes, he? Or Tom Holland. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, he is a little one. Um, he's, he's dating Zendaya. Yes. yes. Oh, that one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a yeah, little. That's okay, what he's known it. for, is dating Zendaya, second known for being Spider-Man. Because <laughs> she's iconic. I mean, I, I'm not going to disagree <laughs> with you guys. Um, so he announced this week that he would be taking a break from social media. He is not the first celebrity to do this. He's not going to be the last one either. But it is just so notable because he is someone who is really at the top of his game. Like, I mean, he's been in huge things. He's so big right now. Um, well, Okay. <laughs> edit, edit, edit. Cameron, to be fair. Is that subject to interpretation? <laughs> His okay, career is good. flourishing. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, his career is really big right now. Um, and for so many people, social media is a way to promote your work or to connect with fans. And so for him to step away from this, is just a really good reminder that social media is not worth it sometimes guys you just need to take a step away it's okay to take a break it'll probably be there when you get back you're not missing much um and i just i love reporting on this because um i think so many times we feel like we can't step away from social media or we feel like we're going to miss out on so much if we take a break but your life will go on and it honestly will probably be a little bit better if you're not looking at Instagram every day in my personal opinion. Jimmy, when you were on your sabbatical this summer, did you d- yeah, turn I was off completely social media? Off, uh, social media for the whole seven weeks. How uh, was that? How, yeah. Wow. The dream. My husband went off too when he started his and he hasn't gotten back on. He's like, I, I don't know. I don't really Ooh, care that has this. to be wow. so good for yeah, your marriage. Yeah, so good. And so for me, I loved it and hated it. The thing that was hard is I was gone. I was out of the country and I was with my family, which was awesome. But I also wanted to see what my friends were doing. So that's where the tension lies sometimes for me of like, oh, Mm -hmm. I wanted to see what they're doing on their family vacation. But you know what? I figured out like they're my friends. I could text them. And so I did. And they sent me pictures. So see, it all works out, guys. You don't have to follow your friends (laughs) on social media. You could text them and call them. That's what I did. That you're in closer, (laughs) genuine relationship. There you go. I love that. Jamie, why? I mean, how did you stay up on the latest barber trends if you yeah. weren't? That was the worst part. <laughs> I mean, that I'll admit that was hard. That was hard because the newspapers aren't covering that beat. I'll tell they're you not. that. So they're not. It's it is it is an ocean of of content from TikTok and the Chinese government who owns TikTok just flooding us thinking that this is a normal way to cut hair. That you're dancing around and it's basically become a, like a nightclub performance and it is not. Get an old man with like I said old rusty kitchen scissors and very impatient and he wants you in and out. In and out. This isn't this isn't like an entertainment. This oh is, my gosh. People have been cutting hair for a long time a certain way. That yeah. should be done. Dancing should not be involved. I miss no. all that. Yeah, well, yeah. You, you did. 
You truly did. Well, see, that's that's the drawback of mental health that is, is that you can't. <laughs> you, can't. <laughs> you miss the content we're all looking for. There it is. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's a soft bay thing is a perfect example, Cameron. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not going to a restaurant for that. Okay, like it doesn't seem that sanitary. You're slapping that meat around and, dude, and dancing. You know, they, and, it's like a thousand dollar meal to get that dude to drip his his your salt all over his arms. Yes, it is like Wait, I, I missed do this. That. You can't get. A seat. It is like six months out. It's like crazy expensive. And it's all for the show. It's all for the guy to come out and rub his salt all over your salt all over his body and then put it on your food. Now, Why would you pay extra disgusting. for that? I, I, Why would you pay extra? I, I have a theory that the grumpier the craftsperson, okay, whether yeah. that, that this is like an artist or whether someone who cuts hair or, or, or some, prepares or some, meat to uh, cook. Yeah. Uh, uh, think about a sandwich shop. You yep. want a guy who's no nonsense. Give me your order. That's going to be a good sub. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We, there's no small mm-hmm. talk, okay? Mm-hmm. Right. You, you, yeah. You're going there for their professional services, not all this ancillary stuff. Grumpier the better, just a rule of mm-hmm. thumb. Yeah. I will agree. If I'm a little scared, it, it ends up being like the best meal I've ever had. Something about that fear really tastes good sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> no, I have that, to pass on that. <laughs> I want to be. Emily, you're not be... tasting fear. You're tasting the man's <laughs> skin dander uh, clinging to the His sweat, his, his bodily juices. Again. <laughs> I want to be physically threatened by every chef that I eat from. I want him to come over my table and go, you're going to like it. You're going to have a special and you're going to like it. And I'm like, all right, he's serious about this. This is serious and I'm going to like it. You know? And he's right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell him he's wrong. Yeah. Right. Or, or, or do you want someone hamming it up for the camera, just flinging salt willy nilly? That's meat's way too salty, by the way. Okay, oh I know this thing is Salt Bay, but that's that, the extra sweat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't know it's because it's not just salt; it's also sweat. It's, yeah. oh, that's, 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 salty that's sweat. That's why he does it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I watch the bear. I know how sweaty those chefs get. Those mm. kitchens are not air conditioned properly. He's coming no. out out of that kitchen to rub salt all over his arm and then put it on your steak. No, there's like you. six pots of like boiling stews back there. Okay, yeah. it is it is a hot it is a it's sauna. A sauna. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> how have they not been shut down? Like, how has no one said? You know what? Maybe that's a little too gross. I don't care about the optics. We don't need to do that. <laughs> but you know I, what? We need to a lot of that. restaurants here in Austin have this open kitchen concept, so you can like yeah. sit at a bar and watch them cook. So I yeah. think that is what we need, is because then they're under extra pressure. Like I'm not mm-hmm. going to sit at the bar and eat and watch a nasty kitchen. So but they got to really keep like, it up to- watch them though. Or oh, you, we like, love talking? sitting at the bar. Okay. At, at we love sitting at any kind of bar because I think it's just fun, like experience. But we love um, sitting when they're cooking. Okay, if anybody's going like to quote too. this podcast, <laughs> I love sitting at any bar. Jamie, Listen, give me a bar there. Listen, I wish I was at a bar right now. Right now. Right now. At, at 9.15 in the morning. Yes. <laughs> 7.13 some... over here. Oh, Gabs. 7 a.m. in the bar. Hey, have you been to an airport? <laughs> 7 a.m. <laughs> bar at the airport. Airports. Yep. Uh, you know there's my, no rules. There's well, no time there zone. There's, there's no time zone at the airport. Listen. Yeah, the, the, that's true. The only time, and this is people can make their own, I'm just saying as a social observation, okay, not a moral yeah. one. Yeah. It <laughs> seems to be that places that it's socially acceptable to be sitting at a bar early in the morning are, yeah. are airports, one, 
golf uh-huh. courses because there's early True. tea times mm-hmm. uh-huh. and all inclusive cruises slash resorts. No one <laughs> yeah. judges or thinks twice there. Those are the three where yeah. if you roll up and it's eight o'clock and someone has like a, a pint in a, in a cheeseburger and it's 8 a.m. You're like, oh, it's all inclusive. They're just getting their money's worth or Listen, uh, they have had you, a 6 a.m. tea time or something. Have you seen those cruise drink packages? You got to start drinking at 8 a.m. if you're going to get your money's worth. Yeah. <laughs> That's all yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> I did. I, I was on a cruise, you know, a month ago and I did the math because it's it's cokes it's it's the coffees it's everything do the math so it's like i did the math that i would have to consume 10 alcoholic beverages a day to just break even on the drinks package and i'm like yeah i don't plan on drinking 10 drinks a day so i didn't get it but i mean yeah the people who get that they're like i gotta go 30 deep to get my money's worth you know set your alarm get there in the morning that's that's insane but that's why no one that's why no one it's like i said the same thing as the airports and golf you don't even think twice you could have someone (laughs) who has a cup of coffee in a newspaper or someone (laughs) who's looking like they're sitting down for a nightcap because you know what they might be i've heard your theory about the the airport bars for years now and as i travel I I take a gander because I always take the early flights out of Orlando. Mm-hmm. It's just like beat the crowds, yeah. right? So it's always like six in the morning. So I'm landing at like seven somewhere. Yeah. And when I get off the plane, sure enough, the bars are full and the people are drinking beer and stuff at seven in the yeah. morning. I'm just it's like, mimosas. It's but not your just, theory yeah. is, is this person, I don't know what time zone they're in because they could have been flying from Europe and this is a layover. I think blah, that's blah, blah. how it started. The problem is, yeah, that's the thing. If you're and in Atlanta or New York or Denver, sure. Maybe Dallas, that's a layover airport. But if this is a destination or origin airport and there's nobody on layovers... Why is that bar full? I, I, like you're, starting, you're starting your day you're there. Starting you're not your like halfway travels. through it. Yeah, right. Th- that's this is thing. not that's a time thing. zone situation. You are. This is morning. You know. When I fly out of Norfolk, okay. Yeah, that person that's not a layover with, with, airport with a, with a club sandwich and a Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> seven. I know. A turkey club they? and a Guinness. They didn't just come from London. Okay. No, and we're they like, did well, not. I, yeah, they, they are. They are leaving right then. I think they right. just like the novelty of it. I'm going to have a yeah. gigantic dinner. For breakfast, because no one's judging me here. Like also, maybe let's give a little bit, a little compassion, benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're super anxious flyer, and so they're like, mm-hmm. "I need two drinks before mm-hmm. I get on the plane. I need mm-hmm. to calm my nerves a little bit." Maybe who knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Two big yeah, beers and a club th- that, sandwich. Th- that makes sense, but it doesn't account for the nachos they ordered too. <laughs> <laughs> they're just taking advantage of the fact that no one is judging them if they if they do this sort of insane behavior at the airport. That is so true. They know they get a pass, you know. Yeah, but oh, I think I think gosh. we're all wising up to the fact that this is not a layover airport, and I think the it judgment's still there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They just order sliders. Okay, <laughs> it's eight thirty in the morning. <laughs> it's not an. It's not like they have like eggs and bacon. They're eating yeah. like yeah. It's straight yeah. up lunch status, and I think I think it's because they know no one here is judging that they can. This is behavior it's that they would place. love. They you would know love the to waiters and waitresses do. are judging a little bit. Though. I, I, you know they are layover airport. Yeah. I'm judging too. Yeah, yeah. I want to know what they. You got a tip though, so <laughs> they've seen it all. This is their. This is their. This is their bread and butter, quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, there's a lot more uh, buzzworthy content where that came from. Make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com as you do your daily web browsing. We're posting the stuff, uh, everything at the intersection of faith and culture over there. And follow us on the socials. Thanks, Emily. Thanks, guys. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, Tadashi joins us. There's a lot of people dancing downtown New York Fall down with some stick with a gut trapped It's an echo party ring
Vanessa, the song is Echo Party. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Well, our guest today is Tadashi. You know him as one of the members of the 116 Click, and he's been a major voice in Christian hip-hop for a while now. We sat down with him to discuss how he's encouraging others to take care of their mental health, how he's becoming more and more unashamed, and how he's hoping to carry on his son's legacy. Here's our conversation with Tadashi. I hate what I see in the mirror, what I saw Got me scared to face the truth like I'm in a court of law Frail disposition, immature decisions The fruit of lack of growth, that's what I call slim pickings The only thing slim about me My disguise yelling unashamed all while ashamed of my size Body and ego, poly and negro Head too big for me to see like when they blocked the screen So when friends became brands, I felt treated like a has-been Reality check, I collect Well, I know you've also been working on some new music And I'm very excited to talk to you about that Yes Let's start with your single, Mirror Talk. Yeah. that's a big one. That is. You talk about a lot of things on it. So what was that like writing that for you? Mirror Talk was a very uh, tough album, to, a tough record to write. I had a friend of mine who I was sitting with. His name is Zach Paradise. Uh, he produces, he sings. He's a singer-songwriter, producer, engineer. Um, he engineered the first this time around that I did. Um, and which is the project Mirror Talk is on. But anyway, he, he was producing for this this project and he made this record. He said, man, I think you're going to love it. I was like, okay, why? And he said, because you get to talk on it. And I said, okay. So when he sent it, I said, Zach, you're right. I get to talk on this. I get to actually say something personable or something deep or introspective. And so... When I first started writing it, I wanted to communicate where I was, what I was dealing with based on where I was. For the better part of 2019, 2020, 2021, I battled with depression and anxiety and was really, really, really confused on what I was going through. I was having panic attacks. And the more I talked about it, the more I went to therapy about it, the more I met with people, the more it was like, oh, I've been having panic attacks for a while and anxiety is very heavy. And so when I wrote Mirror Talk, I was dealing with all of that and trying to make sense of my world and the reasons why I may be feeling some of the things I'm feeling. And so the very first verse, I try to point or or put the mirror up to myself. And then the second verse, I wanted to hold a mirror up to the world around me and say, this is what I see about me. Can you see this about yourself that I, I take note of and I see? And it was all of that was written through or as I dealt with all those things mentally and emotionally. What has life been like since going to therapy and since kind of like talking about things, getting help that you needed? Well, I mean, 
you get a mirror talk. <laughs> like that's been, <laughs> that's been the biggest, that's been the biggest thing is that I've been able to drop the mask. Like I don't have to put on airs to put, make myself be somebody I already am. Um, and mirror talk affords me the opportunity to be as honest and as transparent as I can be about my stuff and about others. I mean, the first line of the song, I'm like, man, I, I don't like what I see in the mirror. And then I talk about like, man, I'm traveling the world saying I'm unashamed. And yet I'm feeling shame about body size, body type. Mm -hmm. And then the struggle that comes with whether or not I am valuable because of other people's opinions. And I think that's one thing therapy really helped me to see my, in, my intrinsic value doesn't diminish because others choose to not recognize it all along, regardless of whoever wants me or not. The fact that I exist in the way that I exist for the reason and purposes that I exist, provide me a level of value that even if no one else recognizes it, it's still true of me. Um, the same that, you know, my, my shoe size or the things that I can do naturally with music or with sports or with whatever, those things are just naturally who I am and they're true of me. And whether anybody recognizes it or not, they're going to forever be true of me. So once, once I started to recognize that through therapy, I was able to just be honest and open and talk about it. Like an ID, find me at the corner store. You just flat broke, like this coat, I got more to blow. Blow up on your troops like Belarus, we rushing back in. Coming for that truth like Jason Luke, we keep it stacking. Hey, I got no choice to leave, Luke, I got the force with me. Proof, she was the force of me. Truth, we made it like groceries, yeah. Different swangers up like shangles, Kyrie angles, break they ankles, I got you know, as you've been working on this next album, kind of in this new mindset and in this season, do you feel like you're creating music that is maybe the most honest you've ever been? Yes. Good Lord, yes. Um, one of the hardest things to do was to create music, dropping the mask, right? Because I want to make music. Like, I started making music because I love it. I just, I love it. It's just fun to make music. I grew up in a musical home. My mom, as I grew up, my mom used to sing in blues clubs around East Texas, sang in the choir. I had relatives who were singers, played piano, and like just music was a part of my world. Um, being being from Texas, as you know, mm -hmm. uh, football is the first religion. So <laughs> no matter how much <laughs> no matter how much I love music, I had to play football. So sports became my my passion of choice, but music was my first love. And so as I left sports and got back into everyday routines of life, music was there, and I was like, man, I love this. I want to do this forever. I mean, that type of love was was present but the, the mask made me say okay well let me dress my love up so other people can love me let me dress my love up so other people will listen to me and in this moment and i'm not doing that i'm just being honest and open for where i am recognizing my real value isn't gone because they don't like the song or they don't want to listen to the song and that is me processing things outside of the reality that, you know, this is a this is a product for some people that has to be sold and distributed and sold and all that. So uh, that aside, 
I just wanted to be pure to who I was and what the art meant to me, the music meant to me. And so that's what I started doing. The honesty of trying to communicate and also have fun showed back up. It was real. Like when I did, we did Respect My Team. And in the song, in the latter part of my verse, I say, um, man, now I just throw a blank on my own lyrics. But <laughs> <laughs> but I basically reference the idea of uh, uh, divorce and just saying, man, she was divorcing me. We made it like groceries. Uh, Luke, I got the force of me. <laughs> Why? Proof, she was divorcing me, but we made it like groceries. And I'm like... We were in a bad place. It's like in a really hard, not bad, it was bad, but it was hard. And the Lord kept us. And I'm just like, I'm going to be honest about that. I'm going to be open about that. I'm going to share about that. So I wanted to be as real as possible with this music. And I feel like I've been able to do that and have fun in the process. I wanted to know about the Chase Foundation, which you recently launched. So maybe first, if you could talk about what it is, just in case someone doesn't know, and then just kind of how it's been going since you started it. Yeah. So uh, officially this year in March, my wife and I started the Chase Foundation, which is a foundation in honor of our son, Chase, who passed away. I wanted to do something that would honor his life. And I've always had this burden. I mean, I have other children here, but it's like, if he was here, what could, what would I be doing for him? And maybe I could do that for somebody else in the process. And so the Chase Foundation is here to provide a present help for future hope. That is the idea for people who have gone through experiences of brokenness, who live in brokenness currently, specifically those who have dealt with loss of children, loss of family members, and figuring out how to exist in that new normal. We want to come alongside them and serve them as they acclimate into this like unwanted community that they are now a part of. And and a lot of it has just been the goal of raising awareness, just saying, I don't think people know as much as I want them to know. And even though we're starting to do some work um, with connecting with people here in the city, it's still one of those things like awareness is key because it will bring or it'll garner the amount of attention needed for people to recognize their losses we we don't have a manual on what it means to go through loss we just we just exist in it and i want to help walk with people in that and it's i think more important than we take note of because it's usually something that we want to run away from and so i'm like nope i want to bring attention to it and make sure people are aware of this well, the world went crazy. I feel insane. I don't want to lose it, but I'm feeling lost. I know I yell in the shame from coast to coast. These days, I'm scared to fall off. I know we got a plan, may not understand. By faith, I'm choosing to walk. Mr. Rogers, won't you be my neighbor? But these haters, they got me still counting the cost. So many running their mouth. Don't run in this house. You crawl before you can walk. Chasing that cloud like running around. That was Tadashi. Stay tuned. Up next, it's your feedback. I hope he's not a threat to me, but I'm still gonna feel it. I don't believe it. I can't achieve it. I hope he's not a threat to me, but I'm still gonna feel it. I don't believe it. 
Listening to Rex Orange County, the song is Threat. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week we got talking about guilty pleasure shows. I don't know why. I think it was probably because I mentioned I watched all the Bravo stuff. What were we talking about? I I I, I think that was it. I think we were talking about watching like the rehearsal and then but we also have we have shows that we like to dig into, the Better Call Sauls, the rehearsals, That's and then we it. have like our background, background music shows. Yeah, yeah background yeah. noise. That's right. Okay, so there you go. You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and told us your favorite guilty pleasure shows then the doc that i'm looking at says spoiler alert the number one pick is the bachelor franchise that's the consensus number one guilty pleasure show of the relevant podcast audience i don't know what that says about you guys but <laughs> wow one. i'm looking through this and it, it is a shocking amount of bachelor on here like yeah. shock for the background that seems like a lot of drama to have on the background I haven't seen The Bachelor in years because I don't have the time commitment to put yeah. to what they're asking you to give. Yeah, agree. I mean, it's Same. only like three times a week. I don't, ha- I don't have time for that in my life. Mm-hmm. If you've had a traumatic dating experience or been cheated on or something like that, The Bachelor is not fun to watch. Like uh, hot mm-hmm. people jumping around. It's like around PTSD. It's horrible. I, I, I can't watch any of the dating yeah, shows. Yeah, I think the idea of them but, stress me out too. But yet, Real Housewives are right up your alley. <laughs> Dan the Kardashians. It's in the name. name. They're married. They love their family. They're taking care of their kids. In theory. In theory. Yes. Yes. What about the Kardashians? What's your excuse for that one? Well, I never watched the show until this new Hulu one. And this new Hulu one focuses more on them launching brands and stuff like that. And it's actually pretty well done. I don't know. Yeah. There's also like a really interesting angle with the new show too i've been watching it too and i didn't watch the old one so right yeah i don't feel i don't feel like it's as salacious or whatever i feel is it's it's like they're mobile it's kind of good-hearted yeah see exactly have you noticed though that the and we'll probably dig into this but like the non-scripted stuff has either been like it's some sort of like high society people that are that are gorgeous and they're navigating a lot of relationship dramas and there's about a 30% chance episode to episode someone's going to get a mimosa thrown in their face. All right, that <laughs> yeah. is one of not 30. scripted. Who's going to watch a 30% show? I'm watching a 90% likelihood for the mimosa show. <laughs> the other, but the other lane that non-scripted go, shows have gone is equally attractive people building things and talking about building things. Now it could be a house, a living room, like a hot Mm. rod. Like it's basically, those are the two lanes you have to choose from. If Mm. you want background reality shows, it is either, you know, rich, beautiful people arguing about God knows what, or, or rich, beautiful people building something and talking about how they're building it. Like that is, that is basically what documentary TV has become. Yeah, I, I like Helen Heard. Helen, she said that her guilty pleasure show is Drunk History, and she's like, "I've never laughed so hard." If you've never seen Drunk History, that show, I haven't. I haven't it, either. It, the whole premise—it's on Comedy Central. It's on streaming. The whole premise is that they, they sit down with essentially they're comedians. I mean, they're they're funny people, but they literally get them completely plastered. They are beyond drunk and the job is oh. is they've pre-planned they've prepared this comedian then has to tell the story of a factual historical event and so 
you have the slurred speech, drunk storytelling component on top of real historical stories, and then they go and reenact it. So they'll cut away to literal reenactment, but the the actors are mouthing the narrator, the the drunk person telling oh. this story. So it's like this high production value of historical reenactments, but the narration is a drunk person telling what happened. It is uproariously funny. It is it's so funny. It's not making you feel uncomfortable with the drunkness. That would I feel like that would make me a little like well, maybe nervous. it's in a controlled sort of scenario. Yeah. They're sitting in a living room. They're not like out or anything. I mean, they're at the but. bar. Yeah, they're, well, it's all filmed. It's all filmed at airports. Um, at seven a.m. Seven a.m. Yeah, the airports. Just fine people. Yeah. Kara uh, Higgins said, "Seeking sister wife, no shame." You guys, when I used to have more time on my hands, I was an avid. I mean, avid sister wife watcher. Like, what is it? Tell I me, I've never seen show. this show. What is it? What is oh, it? Oh, I haven't seen it in years. I think there's a lot of drama now. No, I mean, surprise. But it was this man. I can't remember his name, and he had like three wives, and then he took on another wife. They lived in Utah. Then they moved to Nevada and it was just following them and I was so intrigued with this whole setup of a man having three wives and like 23 children I I, I got the book y'all I read their book this is how far I went down this lane a couple of years ago here's another observation it seems like the other path for scripted TV it's not just beautiful people <laughs> doing things it's how can we find some way to make moral depravity kind of interesting <laughs> and fun, whether that is just drunkenness or polygamy. <laughs> Let's do a little wholesome spin on it and see if people will watch. Yeah, I was in. I was in. This is there's so many, so many replies. The, so many. I, I've seen a lot of ridiculousness, which is, you know, basically, if you turn on MTV at any point, that's probably what's on now. It, You've seen it, their programming grid, yeah. haven't you? It literally yeah. is. 23 hours of ridiculousness and then one hour of something else and then 23 and, hours. And I've turned on, like my kids sometimes will turn on ridiculous. Again, she probably tells more about my parenting, but they'll turn <laughs> it on. And it, it's a show where, you know, it's like a poor man's Tosh.0 where Rob Deerdeck, yeah. the former skateboarder, you know, and some friends, you know, commentate as, as like funny videos play from the internet. I always think the same thing. I always tell my kids like, I can just throw up a YouTube prank, prank or blooper you know, video compilation, and we don't have to listen to this ridiculous, this dumb commentary that and all these commercials. It, it seems like isn't is MTV just a YouTube prank reel right now? Like that seems That's like kind of what it seems like. Yeah, it's and it seems like more people watch it if if they didn't have to sit through all the you know kind of back and forth. You know, mm-hmm. Bethany says Jersey Shore. I have no shame. That's no shame in Jersey Shore. It's that <laughs> is an, an I've never watched it. That is an either. iconic American institution. It predated Gabs. I mean, they came back, but you really would only care if you saw it the first go round. You know, it's yeah. like to yeah. me, it just kind of looked like some trashy people. Yeah. How da- well, first, first off, first off, how dare you? First off, how dare you? Uh, I'm sorry. Se- second of off, how dare you? I know. <laughs> Jesse goes to the Jersey Shore every year. He's, I he's one I of do. them. I, I, I'm walking he's going to make an appearance. I'm walking distance from the Jersey Shore house, which you can tell is the Jersey Shore house because there's a giant Italian flag painted onto the garage door. And that is true. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Ashley said cult documentaries. She's learned a lot about FLDS group in the last few years. And I, too, love cult documentaries. That is right up my lane. That, isn't there like a Warren Jeffs one that's going on right now? Oh, I've already seen it. It's so good. Yes. Yeah. Have you? I, did you guys watch the Anarchist 
on HBO Max. The, it's a six no. part six part one. It just wrapped up this week. It um, follows a group of anarchists who started an anarchy convention down in Acapulco each year, probably back in 2016, 17 is when it starts. And then it catches up to now. And like it followed them the entire journey. Let's just say like the ending of this story is way sadder than the beginning. It's, oh. it's generally that's how those things shake out. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I'm going to watch it because I like things like that. Yeah. Really? It, it, <laughs> it gets pretty dark, but if you like cults and stuff, it's essentially a cult of, an, you know, of anti-government propaganda, you know, but yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's amazing. You get a whole bunch of anarchists in a building together trying to form a community and things don't go well. Interesting. <laughs> Surprise. Who would have thought of that? <laughs> yeah. People, people came oh and like, gosh. what's going on here? It is anarchy. <laughs> like, well, it, yeah, precisely. Precisely. Yeah. Lindy says, I know it's gross, but every few months I go down a rabbit trail that leads me once again to Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh yeah. Oh, oh I love Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah. I you love do. it. I can I can watch it all day. TikToks, TikToks. I'll just sit there and watch disgusting TikToks. My husband will do it with me. Do you want me to tell you something? But like, I I can't believe I'm saying this publicly. Yes. Yeah. If my kids have like a pimple, I want to mm-hmm. pop it so badly. Like I'm like, oh. get over mm-hmm. here right now. Mm-hmm. Like that that gives mm-hmm. Cameron's mm-hmm. face. Like I, I literally I want to pop it so badly. If you Sorry. can look at it, if you can find a way to take <laughs> the grossness out of it, and you look at it from a medical angle, then it becomes just like a problem solving thing. Cameron really looks Here's sick. Here's the thing about Pimple Popper, the show. When Pimple Popper was just an IG star, it was a lot of just like big, I'm sorry, but there's no way to Cameron's talk about Pimple cringing. Popper without me being gross for a second. When you were watching her on IG back in the day, because Dr. Pimple Popper started because her Instagram videos were popular. Right. You know, you just wanted to see like a big old blackhead get, get popped. On her show, it's like someone who's like half- covered in baseball size cyst and it's kind of yeah. sad and weird and it, yeah. and it really lo- loses the appeal of the old innocent ingrown hair instagram dates yeah, yeah we're, not, we're not dealing with big baseball cysts around here at yeah. ivy house so yeah. just so we're clear yeah. but that's what the show is if you watch yeah. it you're like oh i've never now. seen that condition yeah. before i i was literally looking for like you said an ingrown <laughs> hair or something it's like it's like the same lack of appeal to me as like the show botched they were like they fix bad plastic surgery and stuff and like mm-hmm. these grotesque you know, plastic surgery things and they have to go under certain like, why do I want to look at this freak show? I don't want to see this. I don't want to see people's skin conditions. Well, they're putting that out there so that they keep people from doing those things, you know, like this is what could happen if you do. I think the other motivation (laughs) So what's the point of Dr. Pimple Popper? Wash your face, everybody, or else this will happen. Like, I mean, No, it's purely satisfaction. (laughs) The point is to get people to watch it and talk about it and here we are. Yeah. 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 I've never seen it. Never will look at. To me, it's the so far beyond Scott's tots and the amount of awkwardness. I, I have no interest in putting myself through that. And I'll our next, um, and your next birthday card, and your next virtual birthday card, Cameron. I'm gonna send a video. I'm gonna pop in just a little video, and it's gonna look like it says "Happy Birthday," but you're gonna click play, and it's gonna be a pimple getting popped. Yeah. And it's gonna and you'll see the appeal. You'll see the right appeal. There. You'll see why it's right one there. of the the biggest shows in our great nation right now. Why would I? Why? 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 Anyway. All right. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot. You guys have yeah. a lot of Guilty Pleasure TV shows. Uh, we won't get into all of them, but uh, thanks for all the replies. Seems like you guys have a lot of time on your hands. Uh, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. All right. Well, earlier we were talking about Jesse's uh, uncomfortable haircut. 
Is that fair to say? You were it nervous? It, it was it was nerve-wracking, you know. There you it go. was straight up dangerous to be honest. So we want to know <laughs> we want to know an appointment that you had, whether it be a haircut, maybe it was a doctor's appointment or something where you got a little nervous. Where you were things got, got I don't know. How would we frame this? Like we want to know if you were in it's like so you're in the dentist chair, you're sitting yeah. on the doctor's bench, you're on the chiropractor table, you're yeah. at the uh, at the massage place, you're somewhere where you're in the seat, in the chair at a professional setting and there's no getting up and things get a little weird. That's, that's That was I, that was me yesterday. What ha- what happened, Gabs? In whiteness. <laughs> I drove 2 hours to Los uh, to Los Angeles to see a chiropractor that one of my good friends recommended. <laughs> and he was an older guy and he was Super awesome. I'm actually pain-free today, so singing his praises. But it was super awkward because he didn't, he was, like I said, he was a little bit older, so he ha- didn't have a lot of strength. Um, so actually, like, correcting my spine, <laughs> he had to do it multiple times to actually crack it. And it was like, I was bent over on a table. It was really uncomfortable. If you've been to the chiropractor, you know, it's just it's just an awkward situation the whole way around. Add on to it. I didn't know this man. He's new to me. This experience is new to me. When you feel yeah. like the doctor or, or professional doesn't quite have the hang of it, it is a concern. <laughs> oh, he had the hang of it. No, 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 no. He had the hang of it. No, he had the hang of it. He actually located my pain with in under five minutes, like where yeah. it was coming from in under five minutes, which I've been to multiple doctors that haven't done that. So See, I am singing his praises. I, be honest, I feel like that's not that five minutes seems like a long time. Does it hurt here? Does it hurt here? Oh, I found the spot. I well, feel like you I know find chiropractors. You have to use multiple instruments and like I've never been to one. Yeah, I've oh. never. Oh, well, if you haven't, I'd suggest it. Why? I don't have back issues. It's great. You don't have to have back issues. You don't even know you need an adjustment and something will get adjusted and you're like, oh, that's a red can, flag. That's a red flag to me. <laughs> to be honest, what? you don't Why even know do you that? need an eye exam. Okay, you do. okay. I I will admit I am the worst when it comes to neglecting my health. I don't neglect my mental health or any of my other things, but my actual physical health, like taking care of stuff like that, but, like but, my back. But you're tall and you have a bad back. I don't, so I don't need to go to a chiropractor. But that's like if you went to the dentist and they were like, yeah. "Hey, listen, great news here. Everything checked out. Perfect." We're going to go ahead and do a dental implant, though. I just want it's a little bit of a flex. I know. I like to be out ahead of stuff. One day you might need it. And guess what? We already replaced yeah. it. We're going to so, do it now. I think chiropractors are a, a scam. They they keep oh, you coming back. Oh, you're going to get the emails yeah. today, Cameron. They're in the business of keeping that, you though. coming back. That's it. I mean. I have a friend who went to the chiropractor a couple of times, and he said he had never been before. And he didn't know how it worked. And he would like went into the room and he was just waiting and he took his shirt off thinking, okay, they're going to need access to the back. And he would go back several times. And every time the same routine, he'd go into the room, take his shirt off and just sit there on the table. So he's walking in one day and some of the waiting, he noticed that some of the, you know, appointment room doors were open and everyone had their shirt on. And he asked the doctor, he's like, Hey, can't help but notice no one else is taking their shirt off here. And the doctor's like, yeah, did anyone ask you to do that your first appointment? And he's like, no, that was just the assumption. You're getting, we were working on my back. thought so it was a massage. My, yeah. And, and the doctor's like, no, we thought it was very strange that you do that. And See, no, one knew how, no one knew funny. how to address it. And he was kind of offended. Like, well, I feel like you should have told me because Put I'm the one with that shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> like, so we're both. So you're just feeling too awkward to tell uh, me to put it on. And I'm feeling awkward because you've been letting me keep it off. He, he just stopped going. That was his uh, resolution. That, you, there's no recovery. You just, yeah. you find a new doctor. Yeah. You don't yeah. go back. 
Yeah. I, I don't. I don't do any of that stuff. I don't do massages. I've only had oh. half of one massage in my entire life, and I, I don't. I don't know. I love massages. Me too. Do you like strangers rubbing on you? I don't care who it is. I love massages too. Me too, Jamie. No, just touch, touch me all over. That's another soundbite for you, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> I love to sit at any bar. Touch me all over, stranger. I love massages. Jamie Ivy quotes. They are delivering <laughs> oh, that's today. So good. So hit us up. Last time you had some sort of appointment or professional setting that got a little awkward. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can answer on Relevance IG as well. Okay. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Tadashi for joining us today. Make sure to go check out his music. Great story. Great artist. Love him. Also, a couple of housekeeping notes before we end it. If you haven't already, make sure to check out Relevant Plus. Relevant Plus is our subscription option for people who want to experience the best of our content ad-free. We have uh, unlimited access to the website ad-free. We have an edition of this podcast that's ad-free and released early. We have an exclusive subscriber podcast. You get an enhanced edition of our quarterly digital magazine beautifully designed and also ad-free and a subscriber extras throughout the year. Make sure to go check it out. Plans start as low as $250 a month and your support means a lot to us. It helps us, you know, it gives us flexibility in creating content that you enjoy. So go check out Relevant Plus at relevantmagazine.com. Also, while you're at the site, make sure to check out our summer issue. It's presented for free by our friends at World Vision. Uh, you can check out amazing conversations with Naomi Rain from Ab City Music, John Favreau, Rain Wilson, so much more. Uh, like I said, the Relevant Plus subscribers, you can download or access your beautifully designed enhanced edition right there in your dashboard. But for everybody else, the free edition is presented by World Vision. Just click on the magazine tab at relevantmagazine.com. Also, if you like the show or we'd love to hear from you. So, you know, tweet us your feedback at Relevant Podcast. Uh, you can also, you know, message us on Instagram or anywhere else uh, you follow us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And also, if you want to, rate it and review it wherever you listen. Uh, click in the stars and throw in a little comment on there. It helps the algorithm, helps more people find the show. Uh, we want to hear from you. Hit us up. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Gabrielle Griffin. And we will see you next time. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com. It is anarchy. Relevant Podcast Network. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.